Welcome to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. It's a joy to have you with us today. Pastor Ed leads Fellowship Church in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Today, we are continuing our Hooked series and diving into the upside of temptation. Pastor Ed is going to give a real talk about temptation, how it looks more alluring than it really is, and the way it can steer us away from God's best for us. And here's an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Download your free chapter of Pastor Ed and Lisa's newest book, A Path Through Pain, at edyoung.com. With refreshing vulnerability and power, A Path Through Pain shares their family's journey from sorrow and anger to hope and healing after the tragic and sudden loss of their daughter. As they share their incredible perspective, they will inspire and equip you to believe that there is purpose in your pain, even if you can't see that purpose yet. And remember, you can always find more enriching content and resources at edyoung.com, including Pastor Ed's latest book and devotionals. Let's get into the message today as Pastor Ed unpacks the difference between trials and temptations and shows us how to turn our tests into triumphs. Welcome to The Creative Connection. We discovered that Jesus is an expert angler. He's an amazing fisherman. He's the best, the ultimate. Yet there's another fisherman out there, the caster of disaster. It doesn't take anyone who is highly intelligent to realize that there is a dark, sinister, evil force out there named the devil. The devil wants you and me to miss the best that God has for our lives because God has something amazing. If we could see God's agenda for our lives, we wouldn't believe it. Again, let me say this. Here's the phrase to face. God tests us to make us strong. The enemy tempts us to make us do wrong. So even if you're being tested on the outside or tempted on the inside, the great news is we can turn these times of trials and testings and temptations into triumphs. Isn't that great? So we don't have to... We don't have to have this victim mentality. We're victors because of who we are and whose we are. There is something, though, that is alluring about sin. You know, sin is missing the mark. It's using a God-given gift in a, in a God-vetoed way. Everything we have comes from God. He's, he's giving us these great desires, yet the enemy looks at your life, he looks at my life and goes, hmm, okay. He studies us. He knows where we're vulnerable and valuable, and he fishes for us. I love to bass fish. I grew up bass fishing. Bass fishing is the most popular fishing in the world. There's no, there's no doubt about it. And the thing about bass fishing is it's everywhere. You know, it's a $40 billion industry just in America. Can you believe that? Just bass fishing. And it's so interesting because I've contributed a lot to that $40 billion, but it's so interesting <laughs> that that the, the, the Bible uses this whole fishing vibe when it talks about being tempted or tested or, or facing trials. This is one of the lures that I love. This is a very expensive lure. In fact, if this lure got hung up, I would probably go diving to retrieve it. It's called El Raton. You mean bass eat rats? You better believe it. And this is a very seductive way it swims. The bass cannot resist it. This is called what? El Raton. The devil is a dirty rat. He really is. He makes things look 
much more appealing than they really are. And we so concentrate on, boy, look at that rat. This is awesome. We don't see the hooks. We don't look past the bait to the results. We take it and we're in serious trouble because when the enemy reels you and me in, you know what he does? He, he stuffs us on his wall. You wouldn't believe his trophy room. And I'm sure he takes people in. Look at that girl. Can you believe I tempted her and she took that bait? Look at him. They were both caught on El Raton. It keeps going though. This is a deadly, deadly lure or bait called the scum frog. The scum frog. You can throw it on any scum in a pond or a lake and these fish love it. Repeat. I sometimes make sound effects when I'm fishing. I really do with like a frog lure or a rat lure, ee, ee, like that. I think it really helps to think about the fish. And you can tell I kind of have a personal relationship with these lures. So the scum frog, that's the name of the scum frog. If you hang out with scum, if you hang out with the scum, you have an opportunity to take the frog. As you look at your life, who are you hanging out with? Where are you swimming? With scum? Or are you swimming in the great waters? But I thought I would just, you know, hang the little frog right here, Froggy. He is, he is good, he's, he's, been, he's been good to me. I've caught a lot of fish on the scum frog. Isn't this fun? Yeah. I can tell you're enjoying it. I am, I am. This is a, this is called the Terminator spinnerbait. Second most popular bass lure in the world, the spinnerbait, is flashy. The Terminator, these are real names, the Terminator, flash. When I see the flash, I think about materialism, I think about greed. So often we think, well, if I had that, that would do it. If, if, if I could acquire that, that would do it. And it's so alluring, and it's so flashy, and it's so blingy, we take it, and here's what the devil does with this temptation. When we take the bait, when we take the lure, we think it will bring security, yet it brings insecurity because you're always one purchase away, always one trip away, always one acquisition away from nirvana. You never get there and you end up missing the best in your life. Are you chasing this? What's so ironic about this lure is most people think just the rich people are, are chasing this. See, the rich people already know something the poor people don't. The rich people know the money doesn't satisfy. The poor people hadn't figured that out yet. But I'm here to tell you, I've seen it, I've experienced it. It's great, money's awesome and all that. It's not gonna take you where you need to go. So the spinnerbait, the terminator, it will terminate what God wants to do in your life. Let me see, oh, this is a deadly bait. You wanna catch a big bass? This is called a booyah jig. What's a jig? A jig has a lead head, razor sharp, gamagatsu hook, and this skirt. This catches a lot of men, the lure of lust, the skirt. <laughs> Looks so harmless, doesn't it? No big deal, it's stealthy, it's right there on the bottom, and. Well, guys think, no big deal, I deserve it. I'll be a real man. And, 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 and you look and you're mesmerized, you take the lure of lust, blows up a marriage, a family, 
And that's the thing about sin. You know, sin is not just, okay, I sinned one time, that's it. Sin is a process. If you go back to Adam and Eve, when they sinned, what happened? It led to death and judgment. It led to our synetic condition. So it's not just one sin. There's a ripple effect of sin. So when you throw this bait in the water, and if it's really still, you can see the ripples on the water, the rings on the water. Sin is the same. We take the bait, the hook is set, we think we'll get away, we can't, we can't shake the hook, and then you have collateral damage and, and it's not very pretty. One more before we go a little bit deeper. This lure here, super difficult to get. I ordered this off eBay. This is made in Japan. Very expensive lure. And I keep it in its own little box. This little, little apartment. This is called the Depths Silent Swimmer. The bass looks at this and thinks, wow, that's me, and takes it. This sort of represents the forerunner of all sins, pride. Pride. Most of us think a prideful person is the Bentley driving, blinged out guy or girl. That's not necessarily true, maybe, maybe not. Pride though comes before every sin. I can't lust unless I'm involved, first of all, in pride. God, you've given me this desire to set for sex and I'm gonna use it the way I wanna use it, not you. So that's pride, then you have lust. You know, uh, anger, uh, you know, God, I'm gonna rage on this person, I'm gonna do what I feel I should do, pride, and I'm gonna allow anger to control me. That's pride, then you have anger. So you, so you see it, and pride has caught a lot of people. So often, quiet people, silent swimmers are the most prideful. I know a lot of people who were prideful in their humility. Hmm. The devil casts and casts and casts. What do we do when we face trials and tribulations and testings? What do we do? What do we do? First of all, the Bible says we should engage, engage in the situation. Say engage with me. Engage. The scripture says that trials come in various colors, sort of like lures. The book of James, James chapter one, verse two, is basically a, a beginning with verse two and following is a treatise on dealing with trials and testings and tribulations. It says in James chapter one, verse two, consider it pure joy, engage the trial, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many different kinds. So many different kinds. The picture behind this is a multifaceted, multicolored presentation. And this word consider in verse two is a financial term. It means to evaluate your situation. I evaluate testing. I evaluate a trial. I evaluate a temptation. I evaluate the lure that's being presented to me whether it's on the outside or whether it's on the inside. So I engage, I, I, I have an encounter with the trial. Trials and testings 
and even temptations when we don't take the bait help us, they shouldn't hurt us. And one of the ways that we turn trials and temptations into triumphs is to engage them, also endure them. God wants to build endurance, perseverance in our lives. How do we do that? We have to let a lot of bait go by. How do we do that? We have to so feed on the real thing that when we see something fake or phony, we're like, oh man, are you kidding me? The silent swimmer again? What? That's pathetic. Endure the testing. So when we endure this fish swimming by, this lure swimming by, when we endure it, it builds stuff. Because the weakest thing in the world is a virtue that's not been tested. Verse three, you know the testing of your faith produces what? Perseverance, and this word perseverance is not something passive. It's not like, well, okay, I'll just, you know, I'm just here in this little pond. Oh, no, here's the temptation again. Here's the trial again. No, no, no. It is being courageous as you face it. It's aggressively facing it. So engage the trial. Endure it. Also, as we do these things, here's what's gonna happen. Our territory, our sphere of influence will be enlarged. It's part of maturity and growth. That's what God wants in your life and mine. Once we become followers of Christ, He wants us to grow. You're listening to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We're learning about the upside of temptation, learning how to navigate life's lures and baits. Thanks for staying with us. Your support makes it possible for us to share these powerful messages. If today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bringing hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. As a token of our gratitude for supporting The Creative Connection, we have a special gift for you. We'd love to send you a complimentary copy of Pastor Ed and Lisa Young's newest book, A Path Through Pain. This is a powerful book they wrote after the sudden death of their oldest daughter, Lee Beth. They share the profound truth that even in the darkest moments, pain and joy can coexist. To receive your free copy, visit edyoung.com. It's our way of saying thanks for your gift to help take the hope of Jesus to people around the world. And if today's message has touched your heart, consider supporting us. Your contributions, no matter the size, help us continue spreading God's word and bringing hope to many. Visit edyoung.com to learn how you can make a difference. Now, let's get back to Pastor Ed's message, The Upside of Temptation. Welcome back to The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. And the Bible says in verse four, James chapter one, let perseverance, just let it, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. James chapter one, verse five, because we need wisdom, right? We need wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, wow, you should ask God who gives generously to us all. So I'm facing the silent swimmer. Pride is the forerunner of all sin. And as I face it, as I go through it, as I build endurance, as, 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 as I build it in my life, as I rely on God, here's what happens. I enlarge my sphere of influence. When I ask God for wisdom, I need to act on what he's told me. 
Let me say that again. When, when, I, when I ask God for wisdom, act on what he's told me. And it's one of the most frustrating things in my life being a pastor. People will ask me questions, biblical wisdom, because I know the Bible pretty well. I'll say, here's what the Bible says. Here's what God says. They'll ask advice and they'll do the polar opposite of what God's Word says. And, ex and they're expecting these amazing results, yet they're living contrary to what the Bible says. They have eaten the silent swimmer and they don't even know they're hooked yet. So God wants to impart wisdom in all of our lives. We've got to ask Him, and not only do we ask Him, but we act upon it. But it even gets better. What do we do when we're faced with these situations, these trials, these testings? What do we do? What do we do with these temptations? Well, first of all, we need God-centration. I made that word up. Say it with me. God-centration. Again, let's go back to the big honking lure. I'm seeing this lure, and it always is more alluring than it really is. And I'm looking at this lure. I need God-centration. I need to look past the lure to the results of what's going to happen. So I need to look beyond the lure. So I've got God-centration. I'm not locked in on the, on the silent swimmer. I'm thinking about what God wants. And because I'm feeding on his word, because I'm rubbing shoulders and swimming with swimmers, I see this and I'm like, oh man, look at that temptation. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna back off from that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swim away from that. I'm not going to take the bait because those hooks are hellacious and the devil doesn't practice catch and release. The devil moves us from life to death, yet Jesus moves us when he catches us from death to life. So I'm not, so I'm not going there. And the Bible says in James 1, Verse 14 and 15, there's the Greek word we, earned, we learned, perismos. Each person is tempted, and the word is to test or prove, when they're dragged away by their own evil desire, enticed. And this word enticed in the literal language, you can write this in your margin, to bait a hook. After desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. When sin's full grown, it gives birth to death. How many times have I told you, how many times have I experienced this, when a fish will strike a big fish, the big fish doesn't know that he's taken a lure for a while. Sometimes they'll just swim off with it and think, everything's good. I have got a big old T-bone steak. Mmm, it's good. Wow. And they're swimming off, and they think everything's fine. I've gotten away with it. There are no, there are no, uh consequences, and then all of a sudden, boom, the hook is set, they're buried, the jumping, the thrashing, the splashing, the collateral damage, and then their trophies in the enemy's man cave. So God-centration, we need that. Not only do we need God-centration, we need to understand the God-sequences, the God-sequences. We choose our choices, we don't choose our consequences. God has told us, you follow me, you'll have awesome God-sequences in your life. Purpose, power, strength, freedom, a clear conscience, all those amazing things. However, we need to look at the God-sequences of our choices. 
Let's conclude by just asking several questions. Several, several questions, and, and, and I'm gonna get right up close to you because, because you know what, it's time for us to kick some fin, right? Number one, <laughs> where are you swimming? Let me ask you that, where are you swimming? What body of water are you swimming? Or let's say there's a giant ocean, a giant reservoir, in what area are you swimming? We gotta swim with the swimmers. You know, the location, who are you swimming with? who's in your squad, your tribe, your team. They're either helping you swim better or not. Big bass usually swim with big bass. So swim with big bass. So that's, that's a question that we need to ask. Where are you swimming? Who are you swimming with? How are you swimming? How? What, how, how are you living your life? I mean, how are you, are you re- reflecting the character qualities that Jesus desires in every facet of your life? I mean, are you, are you an attractive swimmer? How, how are you swimming? I mean, how about your language and how about the places you, you, you frequent? How about what you think about your conversation? When do you swim? When do you swim? As, as swimmers, we need to swim regularly, of course, with the right people. We need to swim in, in this beautiful aquarium regularly in church. And for the life of me, I, I, I really can't believe how people you know, come to church once, maybe twice a month and think they're gonna discover God's best for their lives because it's just not gonna happen. We are made to live in this rhythm of swimming and, to swimming, and, and swimming together in this big honking school called fellowship. So. Let me just ask you, name the trial, name the temptation that you're dealing with. Could it be pride? Materialism? You hanging around with scum? At your school, scum on the team? Well, you're hanging around scum because scum makes you feel better. Oh, I'm a lot better than them. Watch out. The lure of lust? What movies do you watch? You realize an R-rated movie can feed lust for weeks and weeks and weeks, an R-rated movie. Porn, the clubs, the flirtatious conversations. Name it, name it, name it. The good news is God is gonna take us through these situations. The good news is God will build character in your life and mine, and he is right now as we move through those situations because we're caught, we're hooked by God's grace and mercy. We need to live like that. We're not victims, we're victors. This is not a tragedy. This message is one of triumph as we become the kind of people, the kind of fish that he desires. Let's pray together. As our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, God, thank you for this message. Thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be hooked by your gospel and by your grace. I know the trials and temptations and tribulations and testings come our way. And Father, may we understand how to deal with that. May we use and rely on your power, your strength, your wisdom. And if there's someone here and you've never, ever, ever asked Jesus Christ to take control of your life, I pray today you simply say, Jesus, have your way in my life. I give my life totally 
and completely to you. If you prayed that prayer with me, that's the greatest prayer you'll ever pray. And we're so, so thrilled about that. So we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today on The Creative Connection with Pastor Ed Young. We hope this message has encouraged and inspired you. Your support is so important to help us share the gospel of Jesus with a hurting world. As a token of our gratitude, we're offering you a free copy of A Path Through Pain by Pastor Ed and Lisa Young. Visit edyoung.com to claim your book and learn more about how you can support Ed Young Ministries. Join us next time as Pastor Ed continues the Hook series and we learn what a real fisher of men is all about. Stay connected with us at edyoung.com for more great content and ways for you to be a part of what God is doing through the Creative Connection. Until next time, God bless.